Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cryptids in Your Backyard. This is a podcast about cryptids, paranormal activity, UFO sightings, and anything that is strange and or unusual. So if you've had a strange and or unusual counter, please contact us. We'd love to hear your story. You can contact us at on Instagram, Facebook, or our email address is thecryptidsinyourbackyard at mail.com. And I'm here with Ella. Hello. Uh, Molly couldn't make it today because she's overwhelmed with college schoolwork. But we do have another special guest, and it's Wendy. Now, Wendy is an extraordinary baker, but she's also versed in the dark arts because one time <laughs> she had baked a cake with a pumpkin pie in it. <laughs> and the only way we can assume that the pumpkin pie got into this chocolate cake was from dark magic. Can you explain yourself? <laughs> Never dark magic. Okay, light magic. Some sort of weird magic thing going on and you got the pumpkin pie into this cake. Magic involved for sure. <laughs> Well, it was a magical cake <laughs> and extraordinary. So, Wendy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you have a couple stories you wanted to share with us? Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll get right into it. Um, first, we usually go over our week. Ella, how was your week? Um, good. Nothing, nothing, nothing new? Nothing to report? Nope. And I don't really have any good UFO news this week, other than... I, I was looking up some sightings, but nothing new came out. Nothing from the government other than um, the usual. There's still, we got the uh, Gillibrand Amendment. Still trying to go through. We got the Pentagon with their UAP um, task force that they came out with. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep you up to date, though. As soon as something does happen, we'll let you know. So, Wendy... How long have you lived in the area? <laughs> um, I moved here in 1999. Okay. Yeah. And both of these, you have two events that you're going to share. Mm -hmm. And both of these events took place, well, one was in Asheville and one was yeah, pretty one much was in, in Asheville. Springs. I lived in Asheville in the mid-90s, couple years. Um, and that is where the first incident happened. And the other was here in Madison County. Okay. Um, but not far from here. No, no. Waldrop Road, which yeah. is on the way to Spring Creek. About 14 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> About 14 minutes from here, depending on whether there's snow or not on the or ground. Or hay truck. Or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hay truck. Yeah, um, so when I was living in Asheville. Yeah, let's start um, with that one. Yeah, so I, um, I, was, I guess I was in my later 20s when this happened um it was my birthday and we had a birthday party and um my house it was a two-story house and um had a few roommates and this was this was back when highland brewing had just started and one of my good friends worked for the brewery and it was literally like you would get paid 25 cents a bottle to sit out in the alley and stick the labels on the bottle <laughs> really yeah it took forever <laughs> was it like a sticker yeah it was literally you had a roll of stickers and you and stuck you them on, stuck the bottle it on the bottle by hand oh my gosh. yeah they didn't have a labeling machine no 
That's crazy. I mean, it was literally like right when they first started going. Huh. Yeah. I mean, their beer was always amazing. Yeah. You know, it was just when they were getting off the ground, which is pretty cool. Um, So anyway, it was uh, my birthday and we had a keg for the party and lots of people from the neighborhood came over and um, the way the house was situated, it was two stories and you could get out on the roof of the porch from my bedroom window. So, of course, it was a great place to hang out. Um, (laughs) And uh, so I was on the porch with some friends or on the roof of the porch and someone down on the porch called me and I kind of leaned over to answer them foolishly (laughs) and um, started to fall forward and I didn't obviously see this because it happened to me but the people that were on the porch with me said that it physically looked like I was falling forward and something grabbed me and I did I felt that very much like it something just grabbed me and pulled me back onto the roof um they didn't see any form of anything but it they said it physically looked like I was grabbed (laughs) did you so was your first thought wow somebody really saved me yeah, I I thought it was a person, right. <laughs> like one of my friends, you right? Know? But then I turned around and everybody was just like, "Whoa, what just?" They're happened? kind of astonished. <laughs> Your guardian angel is looking out for you. Something, yeah, somebody for sure. Have you ever had anything weird happen in that house? Any, um, I shouldn't say weird, but maybe any paranormal, anything else. No, like I, I can't say at that time in my life I was super paying attention to that sort of thing. Right. Um, it was definitely an older house. Yeah. But in particular, there was there was no, like, haunted feeling or... Right. If there was, I wasn't paying attention to it. <laughs> it was funny um, that you brought this... This is the first time... Well, this is the second time I heard the story. The first time was earlier, just a few minutes ago. But... Um, <laughs> When I was coming up with questions, because I'm going to interview um, somebody else later this week, one of the questions was about good spirits, mm-hmm. helpful spirits. Like, um, you always hear of these poltergeists wrecking things in the house or bothering people or um, maybe just a presence. But my question to this person I'm going to be interviewing is, are there helpful spirits? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could there not be? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, just like all the things in life, I mean, there's the light and dark yeah. to everything. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that, and but you physically felt it pull you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I still, phys- I, like, I, I have, like, a visceral memory of what it felt like. What if it was something like from another dimension? <laughs> okay, so what if you're? I, I heard I heard a story about this on a, a podcast earlier this week. They're talking about dimensions. We live in the third dimension, fourth dimension, mm-hmm. fifth dimension, but they're saying there could be a, like twenty six dimensions. You know what? What if it was from another dimension yourself? kind of in the same situation and you're like about to fall and they just reach out and grab like, you and nope. pull you back. No. <laughs> right? That's one thing it could be. Yeah. Or guardian angel. Or helpful spirit in the house. <laughs> guardian angel from another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they come in um, 
I don't know. It would be nice if, like, you came home once in a while and your dishes were done. Right? And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wow, how did, how did the dishes get done? You ask your roommates, what happened? Did you do dishes? Like, I thought you did them. <laughs> that would be awesome. Totally. <laughs> or asking your kids to do dishes and you come home and they do and you're like wow I'm amazed <laughs> and they're like I didn't do dishes and it's just a helpful spirit <laughs> we take what we can get that's right <laughs> but it is pretty amazing that that something did happen and that other people seen it yeah yeah and it, you physically felt somebody pulling you or something mm-hmm. so it, it's just so amazing to me that I don't know I mean it would have been weird being there and been like Holy cow, what just happened? Yeah. Like, almost like a rewind. Yeah. I, I really, thinking about, like, the physical experience of it, like, it wasn't like I was, like, enveloped by something. It felt like something grabbed, grabbed me you. by the shoulders. Like, it it wasn't like a wind swooped and I was, right. you know, it literally felt like a grab at my shoulders. Like, I remember I had on a vest. Really? Yeah. And it was like the vest was grabbed and I just... And it just pulled you back. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I like that story. <laughs> I like the helpful spirit story. Helpful spirits are great. What say you, Ella? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, I mean, what do you think about um, it? I don't know. Yeah, it's... I guess having helpful spirit around is good. Yeah, especially when they're going to save you from falling. Sure. I mean, it probably wasn't, if it's just the second floor, you probably wouldn't have, have died. No, I, there were boxwood bushes down below. Okay. I just landed in the But bushes, you should have been hurt. Yeah, certainly could have been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You're protected. <laughs> yeah. You're protected. Yeah. Maybe they saw something and were like, we got to protect this person. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Keep her safe. Keep her safe, yeah. Aliens, maybe? Are you here to help? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. Moving on to our next story. Okay. Now, this one's completely different. So different. Yeah, very different. Do you... Do, just... No, yeah, just go okay. right into it. Um, so, this story, I was living... Hold on. <coughs> my throat. Um, I had been living up on some friend's land, um, off of Waldrop Road, which if you're familiar with the Madison County area, that is off of 209 going towards Spring Creek. And, um, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. place. I've only been to the, um, remember, um, Dan lived in the trailer down there. Yeah. Dan Bliss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been to his place. Okay. But I haven't been further than that. Yeah, this is on up the mountain. Um, Which eventually, I mean, there's not direct trails, but eventually it does connect to the AT back up in there. Um, So I've been living in this little camper for, I don't know, months um, on this land. And it's very, very beautiful, very special land. a lot of ceremonial work has been done there, um, and it's it's just magical. It's it's one of the places that they talk about the um, 
blue fireflies. Mm-hmm. They're there. Oh, they are. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think they were this close. Yeah. They're, I mean, it's just this little pocket right, right on the ridge um, where my friend's house sits. And, um, yeah, every spring. I mean, and God, they are amazing. It is like... They are so vibrant. I've never seen the blue luminous. one. Luminous. Yeah. They're really, really incredible. That's the only place I've ever seen them. I know they have them somewhere in the Smokies, but um, mm-hmm. around here, that's the only place I ever know or have ever known. Um, but anyway, so I've been living there, and my friend, whose property it was, um, came back home from school in Buffalo with her boyfriend, and... Um, I had found this really neat spot like down below her mom's house where the maybe it was an old logging road but it it went down and down and on the way down the rhododendron and woods just got smaller and smaller and smaller so it felt really Alice in Wonderlandy. <laughs> really? Yeah. It kind of like you get circuits. Yeah. The was, rhododendrons are pretty neat. I've seen um, other tunnels type creative I mean fairly close silver mine yeah and um max patch yeah it's it's neat up there yeah yeah Yeah. um so yeah it totally feels like a portal anyway (laughs) so you you get smaller and smaller and smaller and then finally when you get down to the base you like stand upright and you're in this big open bowl um big might not be a great description but it's a bowl Mm-hmm. And um, how many? It, how, like, um, like a field size, like maybe a football field, less than. Maybe a football field if it was like folded in half. Okay, <laughs> so it kind of goes <laughs> to down. make the bowl. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when it's really wet, there's a creek that runs through there. Um, so we went down at night, hoping to see like. There's lots, there's foxfire, there's all kinds of stuff around there, glowing mushrooms, the blue fireflies. Um, so yeah, we go down and um, just end up like sitting down in the creek, because there was a creek at that point. And we're just hanging out, catching up, and um, all of a sudden, like, we see up on the ridge this bright light, and it's like orange, and we're like what is that and keep watching it and it kind of travels along the ridge for a little ways and we're like well it must be someone walking on the ridge with a flashlight Mm -hmm. logical thing right so whatever we're talking and then all of a sudden we start seeing it kind of start coming down the ridge and the whole time like you you don't hear anything like even though it got closer to us you don't you, you didn't hear like crunching on the ground or you know, leaves or twigs or anything, uh, breaking. And so it comes on down the hill all the way down to the Creek where we are and then kind of starts coming towards us. And at that point, my friend got freaked out and we had to leave. (laughs) Right. But, um, it was really neat. And so the next day I went to see like, I mean, I'd obviously been there in the daytime, but I wanted to see exactly, like, where the light was and get a point of reference of where we were and how close it might have really been. And 
So I go and I sit like right there. And basically, I mean, we came through the portal and then sat down in the creek, like right, pretty much right there. Right. And so I like go and I stand there and I'm looking up to where the light would have been. And it's filled with trees. I mean, there's just, there's no way that that light could have remained a persistent orange glow without the break of the trees as it traveled down the hill, like coming towards us. There was no break in the light. It was just a constant light coming down the hill. So I don't know. I have no explanation for what it was other than magical. (laughs) How big would you say it was? Size of a softball or bigger, maybe a basketball? A basketball, like, in the distance. Okay. Like, it definitely, as it got closer, it was very apparent it was not a flashlight. Right. You know, aside from the fact that there was no noise. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, it, it definitely, it, yeah, it became very clear it was not a flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you heard the floating orbs? Yeah. Okay. I mean, is that what you think? It's one of those? Maybe. And they're sometimes associated with Bigfoot being in the area. Really? A lot of people that have had a Bigfoot sighting will either before or after see these floating orbs. Huh. I heard that quite a bit. Are they orange? Um, I think they can range from like orange to blue. There's also another local person that has pictures of floating orbs, but I have yet to see them. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen the pictures. Um, that's kind of because we kind of lost touch because of the whole pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't talked to this person in a while. Um, I was anxious to see him, but he's also had a, a, a Bigfoot encounter. Awesome. In the area, too. Um, how did it make you feel at the time? I mean, were you guys like, wow, there's somebody coming? Initially, right. that was it. And you so know, you, we're like, who could that be? Because, right, who's I mean, walking down here? We know, you know, there's only like three neighbors right there. Okay, yeah. And most of them aren't, wouldn't be out at night anyway. Right. It wasn't any hunting season. Like, yeah. it, you know, there was no real reason for it to be anyone else. But of course, your logical brain goes to right. like, oh, that must be a person. There's a light on the hill. There's a light on the hill. Something's <laughs> coming. So, yeah, I mean, that was the initial thought. And then when it started traveling down and we realized it was close enough that we should be hearing something. Right. You know, coming through the woods. And you're not hearing anything. And we heard nothing. So you start to get freaked out. (laughs) I, I was actually really excited. I wanted to stay. Okay. But my friends, like, they had just literally within maybe even 24 hours had just gotten back from being in Buffalo for like months. So to them, it was like kind of overwhelming. The senses. Yeah. (laughs) They were just like, what the hell? Understandably. Cause you know, you live in a city and then you immerse yourself in the woods and there's this random glowing light coming at you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty strange. (laughs) I haven't seen an orb. Um, I have heard a story of somebody else that had seen one. Their dad was doing some night hiking. And it was, he, they didn't tell me where it was exactly, but they said it was one of these ridges close by. He was up on a ridge. Um, he was going to hike for the night. 
and then be picked up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, he's hiking at night and he sees these, and it was dark, so it was pretty late. They said it was probably around 10, 11 o'clock. Um, these two lights coming. He said it, he thought it was two hikers. It looked like two headlamps. Mm-hmm. They're, they weren't bobbing, but they're just kind of walking. He couldn't make out anything other than these lights. And he was like, okay, somebody's coming, you know, coming down the ridge line. And then he starts thinking, well, it doesn't really look. It's kind of bright for a headlamp. Maybe they're on the four-wheel drives. And then he's thinking, well, how would they be able to get them up here? This is a small trail. Mm -hmm. And there's two of them side by side. And it started getting closer and closer and... They said that it was more of a yellow, but not like a... It looked really bright, but it wasn't like a bright yellow. More like a soft yellowish, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and he said it was getting near him. And so he jumped off the trail, laid down flat, and put his hands over his head. Right? And he stayed there for about 15 minutes before he looked out. And then they were gone. And then, so he hiked as fast as he could to get off the trail. Whoa. Next trail that led to the road road and called to be picked up. So Dang. his wife had to come and pick him up. <laughs> he was like not having it. Yeah, he wasn't having <laughs> it. And that was his last night night hike by himself. Wow. So yeah, there's, there's things out in these woods <laughs> that we don't know about. These Appalachian old time mountain yeah. <laughs> woods. And I mean, I have to say, like, if in that situation like if we had heard whatever it was like coming down the mountain right i probably would have gotten the hell out <laughs> like oh yeah we, you know yeah i mean like, if you would have heard something the coming fact through that like we couldn't hear it made it like mystical and just like what is that thing like and you don't hear anything and yeah. you don't it didn't. It didn't feel threatening, you know. Okay. It didn't feel like it was like barreling down the mountain. It was very slow the way it moved down the mountain, um, but yeah, I have no, no explanation for what it was. No explanation. Mm-mm. So strange. Other than, I mean, as I said, that land is is super magical and probably sacred. I mean. Oh yeah. With the work that's been done on it ceremonially and there's so much (laughs) sacred ground in this area it's so amazing it's an amazing place to be yeah um after meeting people i mean you you have the people that grew up here and that lived here all their life and then you have the people who who came here Mm -hmm. um when i first moved here i was talking to um, one of the old timers and they said only certain people will make it here mm. right either you, you make it here or you don't and he looked at me he goes you're gonna make it here I was like okay whatever that means but yeah <laughs> I mean it's true <laughs> um, but it seems to draw like kind of like-minded people mm-hmm. to the area if you didn't grow up here you were drawn here mm-hmm. by something you know yeah. what I mean? The, the beauty of the area or or um, whatever whatever draws people here. It's just a, yeah. a unique place. Yeah, I really, I mean, having been here as long as I have and, like, seen so many people come here and live here and love here, 
I think a big part of it is it a big part is that people come here to heal. Yeah. For many different reasons, but if you think about it, I mean, we are in a bowl of mm-hmm. some of the oldest mountains in the world. Oh, yeah. They, they are. Know? I mean, how I, Right on that? the French Broad River, yeah. the third oldest With the river. river coming through our living room. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? I mean, we... It's, it's an amazingly fortunate place to be, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And there's, I, there's just no way that, you know, mountains that old don't have healing power they hold a lot of secrets yeah and with paint rock being mm-hmm. right down the road yeah i heard um i don't know how true it is but somebody said that it was painted over at one time hmm. that there's a mural underneath the mural that was there oh wow that it was um i don't know how they found it i, I don't know how to tell what's on there now because now it's so old it just looks like a big painted blob sort of say but it was meaningful mm-hmm. um but i wanted to say that i read an article and the mural underneath it was of a fish hmm. or two fish or something maybe as a sign of this is a good fishing spot because it's right off the river huh interesting but i i'm not sure what the mural on top is so that kind of like grid work yeah sort of yeah it's hard to make out but the view from up on top is amazing. Yeah, sure is. So if you ever come to Hot Springs, you got to check out Paint Rock yeah. for you listeners out there. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to find in the summer. It is. It is. You got to know what you're looking for. Yeah, or just look for all the graffiti. Yeah, look look higher than the graffiti. Yes, higher than the graffiti, and then you got to go to the top and take a look. Mm-hmm. It's a hard hike to get up there. I mean, it's not long. It's short, but it's steep. It's steep. Yeah. It's very steep. But worth it. Definitely worth it. And I heard that um, Paint Rock at one time, I read this too. Have you heard about the sirens Mm-mm. in the water? There's a report of three men. I don't know if they were hikers. They were, I, don't, I don't believe it's modern day hiking. Like three men passing through had got taken in by sirens right there. Ah. At Paint Rock. Yeah, they heard the call of the sirens. Oh. Um, I've never seen that the house or the guard shack. They say there was a shack built out there mm-hmm. at one point so that they could um, make it a town. Paint Rock town. Yeah. But it never took off, I guess. I've seen a picture of it. Oh, okay. Just right there, like right at the base where Paint Rock Creek meets the French Broad. Mm-hmm. So and there was something there? There was a structure okay. there, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like a guard shack or or what it was. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I just I just remember seeing the picture. And that, of course, was the drover's road mm-hmm. that went all the way down into South Carolina? I think so. Wasn't like it the through highway? Asheville, through Asheville, yeah. Where all of the farmers took their, I mean, flocks of whatever they had. Pigs. Pigs, turkeys, geese, all of it. Yeah. Which is just so crazy. Like, but I walk it, down River Road sometimes, and I'm like... It's amazing. How do we just live here? Well, I, I want to wonder... That stuff has happened, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. It, it is. And I wonder how many how many hidden cemeteries are up there. Mm-hmm. Because there's cemeteries all over the place. We were hiking... Yeah, right... Um where we love the woods right next to us mm-hmm. where there was old houses yeah 
And bushes, like the front yard bushes. Wow. So you could see like the old homestead sort of. Yeah, but now it's just a big, it's all trees. Wow. You can't really make out. The house too. You can't make out where the house actually was because it's just all trees now. You just see two bushes too. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty amazing. That's cool. It is pretty cool. This whole area is just filled with folklore and... So much history. And so much history and ghost and... <laughs> a lot of ghost stories. Yes. <laughs> so we're talking about... This is going to be for a future episode. It will probably be our first YouTube episode. I, I had already got permission from um, Philip at the Artisan. Because we know the Artisan's haunted. Sure. And we're actually recording this in the Artisan <laughs> <laughs> at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we're going to do a, a, a tour of the basement. Oh, cool. I know. Tonight? No. Okay. No, not tonight. <laughs> we got to get all the equipment to do it. Okay. Um, but I, I talked to Philip about doing it, and he was game for doing it. And because it used to be the mortuary. Right. So we really want to do that because um, the Artisan was the coldest place in Hot Springs at one point where the basement was right so they used to store the dead bodies down there mm -hmm. yeah. I it was like produce or something produce? human human produce human, <laughs> human produce <laughs> yes yeah the, the, when people died they would put them in the basement i wonder if they i wonder if they would put them in the window here for people to come by and see you know how they know, because they have yeah. that place in marshall I wonder Maybe. how haunted that place is. And we know upstairs is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> and the Mountain Mag is haunted. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. So many hauntings in the area. It's hard to... Well, it, it's hard to get people to talk about it sometimes that have lived here. Especially about the Bigfoot. There's so many Bigfoot stories out there, too in the area mm -hmm. that a lot of the old timers won't talk about it but they'll tell you that something's out there right you know right and then a lot of them um the middle age like my age they'll tell you the story if they know you you're into it right they'll tell you something that happened <laughs> to them or this is what happened to me or this is what i heard about so and so so there's a lot going on in this area for sure yeah, and it sounds like we're just promoting hot springs <laughs> at this point. I guess that's our commercial for today is hot springs. We usually do a commercial, <laughs> um, but tonight we don't have to. I did have a story that I wanted to share, and it was about... Um, that's my interview. Let me find it. Okay, so it was about John F. Kennedy. I know you know who John F. Kennedy is, mm -hmm. but I don't know... How much Ella knows about John F. Kennedy? I know some. Huh? I know a little bit. What do you know? He's on the 25 cents. Right? He's on the quarter? Quarter. Is John F. Kennedy on the quarter? He's on the half dollar. Wait, is it the half dollar or a penny? I mean, not penny. <laughs> a quarter. I think I have a quarter. No, I think it's the half. It's the half dollar. Yes, yeah, the half dollar. Okay. So, so I... We'll read my story about John F. Kennedy. Um, okay, so John F. Kennedy 
was... Okay, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by Lee, Har Lee Harvey... Oh my gosh, I can't talk now. Lee Harvey Oswald, or was he? On November 22nd in Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas, gunshots rang out. And John F. Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States, would be pronounced dead, assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. But as many of us believe or know, Oswald was just a scapegoat. It could have been the CIA, the mafia, the Cubans, the Russians, or the Majestic 12. So which one was it? They all had their reasons for wanting the president dead, but why? Did you know that in some conspiracy theories, it is believed that John F. Kennedy was assassinated by the CIA because he was planning to make information on UFOs public? There was a memo written by the president requiring all information on UFOs to the CIA. The memo is labeled as top secret. The president was worried that UFO activity could happen in Russia. The Russians might see the UFOs as a threat from the United States and retaliate. So what he's saying is the Russians would see these UFOs, take it as a threat, and think that we were attacking them with nuclear weapons and they would unleash nuclear weapons on us. That was President Kennedy's worry. That's why he sent this memo to the CIA wanting to know all the information about UFOs. The CIA got worried that President was going to share all UFOs and alien information with the Russians. And that's exactly what he had planned on doing. The President did not know how the Soviet air defense perceived UFOs. He was un unsure like what they thought of, of UFOs and how they were perceiving them at the time because we weren't sharing information. Um, and JFK did not want a nuclear war to start over a fleet of UFOs. So JFK felt he had no choice but to secretly share the United States UFO information with the Russians. So JFK ordered NASA's then director James Webb to create a program with the Soviet Union to explore space and share any alien discoveries. The president wanted NASA to help the Soviets identify and differentiate between an alien craft and a high-flying military hardware. So basically, he felt we were coming out with enough new hardware that may not be identified by other countries mainly the Russians, which was our biggest worry back then. And he didn't want them to unleash nuclear war on us. Um, and JFK did talk to the premier of Russia. There is a transcript of the phone conversation, but it's basically about them sharing information. And they both agreed that they would share information back and forth. So I'm not going to read the whole transcript, mainly because I don't have it with me. But that's the gist of it. He's like, I'll share information with you. You share information with me. And so they both agreed to do it. Do you remember when that was in relation to his assassination? It was close. It was in, um, oh my gosh, I thought I had the date written down. But it was fairly, it was fairly like right in that timeline. I want to say wow. it was 1961. 
but I think it was later than that. It was in 1960, because he died, was assassinated in 1963, so it could have been right at that same time period. I have, I don't know if I can get to the memo. I'm going to post the memo okay. online. I want to say it was just a couple weeks before, before his assassination. So, <laughs> the CIA was against sharing any information with the Soviets, even if doing so might reduce the risk of an accidental nuclear war. So Kennedy had to go permanently. That's what the CIA is saying. They wanted Kennedy out permanently, I'm sure, just for other reasons, because he did plan on dismantling the CIA, too, was one of the reasons. So, was JFK gunned down to prevent him from telling the world about UFOs? Well, this may be conspiracy theory, but 10 days before Kennedy was assassinated, Kennedy did send controversial instructions to NASA Director James Webb. The president told Webb to develop a program of substantive cooperation with the Soviet Union in the field of outer space, including the development of specific technical proposals. Kennedy even told Webb that such cooperation should be extended to the lunar landing program. This is all 100% legit. That last part is is proven. I mean, it actually came out that he talked to James Webb about sharing everything with the Soviet. Right, with like the Soviet those Union. documents NASA would exist. share. Yes. So <laughs> he did come out and say, yes, we're going to share this with the Soviets. And this is what we wanted. They wanted to be on the same page. Right. You know. Um, and this is all surface. This is all 100% legit. It surfaced through the Freedom of Information Act. Okay. Um, so what is the truth? Did President Kenny want to share alien information with the Soviets and, and the world? Is, is, that why, is, that, is that why JFK was killed? Because he wanted to share this information? When Jimmy Carter was campaigning, he said he would release all UFO information. Okay, so this it is when... It getting pushed. Right. So when, yeah. I, when I saw that part came up, um, if Jimmy Carter used that as a campaign, and other presidents have talked about it, you know, there's a lot more going on than we know. Mm -hmm. And with um, more information coming out now, with these agencies, with senators stepping up and saying, we want to let the world know. Uh, they're still saying they just want to let it know for military aspects. Mm -hmm. And they're not taking in account um, what we the people actually see. Like when, when I personally see a UFO, if I were to report to the government, they're not going to believe me anyway. They just want to know what's going on in military airspace and where these aircrafts are coming from. A lot of them can be denounced as Russian or, or Chinese or weather balloons or aerial phenomenons or anything like that, but, but a percentage of them can't. So if Jimmy well, Carter... aerial phenomenon right, loose. Like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if Jimmy Carter was going to... If he's using that as part of his campaign to say, okay, I'll tell you about UFOs. Um, here, I'll finish reading it. But he never did. Once he was elected president, he, he never did say anything. He never did come out about it. So why didn't he? Did somebody come yeah. up to him and say, um, you can't share that information right, right now? Right. 
Well, and it, I mean, the two things that strike me, that, and also, like, if JFK believed it so much Mm -hmm. that he sent those instructions. Right. I mean, how, like, you know, I mean, we just went through, try to not make it political, but (laughs) we just went through four years of an insane president, like. Right. You know, like, he, for all intents and purposes, was a fairly rational, even keel thinking person. Yeah, he, he JFK was one of the greatest presidents ever. Right. Yada yada so, yada. Like, so and he that he was willing to put his presidency on the line to inquire about something like that. Right. Seems pretty telling. Right. It know? seems like there's a lot going on. Yeah. That we don't know about. Yeah. It's um, not something you would you would announce lightheartedly as president. Right. <laughs> like, right. Um but they've talked to Obama about it. They've asked um, Hillary Clinton about UFOs. I mean, I, I'll, almost every president's been asked about them. Mm-hmm. And I think also Bill Clinton had said in one interview, he goes, well, what I find out, I'll tell, I'll tell you if that's true or not. If, if, I don't know how much information they give the president anymore about UFOs and that. Right. You know what I mean? But... With the way things are going and with the senators stepping up and being like, we want information out. Mm-hmm. And NASA just sent that. Um, they're getting a list of, what, 24 religious leaders together to, to mm-hmm. see how people would handle, you know, intelligent life coming from other planets. Is something big going to happen? Is this a year where, where people are like... Or they do come out and say, wow, there is alien life forms out there. I just read an article today that they did, that a Chinese rover on the moon um, did find water. Oh, wow. On the surface, yeah, on the moon. And there's so many things about um, the moon speculation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just crazy. And what did the astronauts see on the moon? And, you know, what really happened? I mean, I believe that a lot of people believe the moon landing is fake. Right. I believe it's real because how do you get that many people to fake, to fake it? Yeah. I mean, all the people at NASA that were working for him at the time, that's a lot of people. Sure. And who's, who's really, I mean, if they faked it, I would definitely go home and be like, they're faking the moon landing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I would tell my wife. <laughs> at least and be like you know what they made us do at work today it's true I mean that's the same way I feel about COVID it's like come on like mm-hmm. it's a it's a global joke really like that's a lot of money that's a lot of money going to into put, to to create this illusion that this virus is having this impact on the world right <laughs> right yeah it, it just to me it can't be it just can't be faked it's too much. If yeah. there's too many people involved. Yeah. Right? There would there would be a there would be a crack. Right. There were if it were literally that something was being created to be told, mm-hmm. there would be a crack somewhere. Yeah. Someone would leak. Someone, someone would, would leak. Tell Aunt Betsy. Someone would yeah. you know <laughs> Because you can brush off one or two leaks. You can say, mm-hmm. Oh, they don't know what they're talking. But if you have forty people, right, in a room and you say, okay, this is what we're going to tell everybody on the outside. Mm-hmm. We're in town. Just say in town. 
How long do you think that would last? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way rumors spread is crazy. That's true. And it's, so it just wouldn't last long. It'd be like, no. Either that or we'd get blown out of proportion so much that it would just be wild and crazy and everything else. But if presidents are talking about it, I, 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 I mean, I really want to say that something big is going to happen in 22 with aliens and UFOs. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Or the discovery of Bigfoot. Or both. <laughs> or both, yes. <laughs> or Bigfoot being related to UFOs. What do you want to happen, Ella? Um, for cryptids to be in our backyard. <laughs> Score. That's a good one. I like that one. Okay, I think we'll wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Let me know when you're practicing your magic art skills on your baked goods. Again, okay. I can just come here and pick them up, too. Because they're at the Artisan. I'm, like, looking at them right now. <laughs> Shiny. They're all glowing in the, ca- in the, in the case over there. <laughs> they're, they are. And they're, like, glowing. Um, so if you're ever in... If you listeners out there ever stop into Hot Springs, make sure you check out the Artisan and check out the baked goods because they're made by Wendy. And now you kind of know who she is and you have a good story from her. Two good stories (laughs) from her. And I hope we learned a little bit about JFK tonight. Ella, any closing comments? Uh, Nothing? No quotes? You usually have something good. You're off tonight. Okay, um, let's see. Oh, you can reach us at the cryptids in your backyard at mail.com. You can reach us on Instagram. Or, oh, you got something? Or you can uh, check out our Facebook page. So until next week, I'll have another guest on. Here's Ella's final words. Don't put salt on a slug. Why? <laughs> Because then they're like a tongue and it'll dry up. Oh, we don't want to dry out a slug. Unless they're on your basil. (laughs) Yeah, you can't have them on your basil. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great week. Until next week, we'll talk to you then. See ya.